WPGU News Desk, here's today's headlines on WPGU 1071, Champagne's Alternative. From WPGU News, I'm Justin Malone. It's Friday, November 20th, 2020. Ameren, Illinois, has announced that it will suspend disconnections through 2021 due to cold winter weather and financial hardships on households in the pandemic. Although they are not disconnecting for missed payments, Ameren still encourages customers to reduce energy usage and pay what they can in order to not accumulate significant debt during this grace period. This is an expansion on other relief programs that Ameren has offered during the COVID-19 pandemic. The corruption investigation into Speaker of the Illinois House of Representatives Michael Madigan is continuing, drawing attention from politicians across the state. WPGU's Reese Armstrong reports on the latest indictment from federal prosecutors. A longtime confidant of Illinois House Speaker Michael Madigan has been indicted on multiple charges, including bribery and falsifying ComEd documents. Michael McLean, a former Illinois House member who served for 10 years with Madigan, along with three others, were indicted for attempting to influence and reward Madigan from 2011 to 2019. One of the other three people indicted is former ComEd CEO Ann Promagiori. In response to news of the indictment, multiple Democrat House members have pledged to not vote for Madigan should he choose to seek re-election as Speaker of the Illinois House. Because of this, Madigan is three votes shy of the 60 he would need for re-election. From WPGU News, I'm Reese Armstrong. Members of the White House's Coronavirus Task Force held their first press conference since July this Thursday. Led by Vice President Mike Pence, the task force acknowledged the ongoing increase in the number of both COVID cases and deaths, but urged Americans to remain calm and outlined a plan for virus production and distribution, which is contingent upon the approval of the vaccines being produced by Moderna and Pfizer. Furthermore, Dr. Anthony Fauci assured reporters that the vaccine will have been thoroughly tested upon its approval and that the speed with which it was produced is not a sign it is unsafe or incomplete. However, given recent increases in case numbers, the task force recommends that Americans limit travel and the size of their family gatherings over the Thanksgiving holiday. The Trump administration is doubling down on its recognition of Israel's occupation of the West Bank with a State Department visit to the territory on Thursday. Two years ago, the White House recognized the capital of Israel as Jerusalem, which lies in dispute between the Palestinians and Israelis. WPGU's Jane Knight has the story on the administration's foreign policy in the region. Mike Pompeo became the first United States Secretary of State to visit Israeli settlements in Golan Heights and in the West Bank Thursday. Pompeo condemned the Boycott, Divestment, and Sanctions Unit, a Palestinian-led movement urging governments and businesses to halt transactions with Israel. Pompeo labeled the BDS as anti-Semitic and threatened to stop government aid for involvement in the unit, putting human rights and Palestinian organizations at risk. In an attempt to solidify Israel's settlement, the Secretary of State also announced that all products from the West Bank will now be labeled as made in Israel. This directly contradicts President Obama's stance in 2016 when the former president abstained from voting in a United Nations Security Council resolution declaring Israeli settlements on Palestinian territory illegal. Benjamin Netanyahu, the Israeli Prime Minister, recognized President Trump and Secretary of State Mike Pompeo as long-standing friends. However, Prime Minister Netanyahu spoke with President-elect Joe Biden Thursday, congratulating him and speaking about working closely to face challenges. For WPGU News, this is Jane Knight. 
Wrigley Field has officially been designated as a National Historic Landmark and is only the second Major League Baseball stadium to receive such recognition, joining Fenway Park, the home of the Boston Red Sox. To become National Historic Landmarks, sites must significantly contribute to American history and culture, as deemed by the United States Department of the Interior. Wrigley Field joins approximately 2,600 other National Historic Landmarks across the country, while the site is the 39th in the city of Chicago. Cubs ownership applied for landmark designation almost seven years ago, before being approved on Thursday. For WPGU News, I'm Justin Malone.